Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Walk with Grace podcast. I apologize if my audio seems a little off. I misplaced my little phone piece that goes over um, the mic. So hopefully the audio doesn't sound too bad and you guys don't hear every single sound that comes out of my mouth. So I hope everyone is doing all right. Um, I'm doing pretty well. Today was a good day. I'm uploading this super duper late um, and I apologize. School has been hectic. My life has been a little hectic for the last couple of days, um, mainly because my birthday's next week and I did not realize that it was around the corner like this. You know, April came, April 1st came and I was like, okay, well, you know, I still have a couple of weeks and now next thing I know, my birthday is next week. I will be 21 next week and it's a little bittersweet. It almost feels like I've been waiting for this my whole entire life and now that I'm finally here, it's almost like, well, what was I even looking forward to because I look the same. I don't even look 21 and what? I'm just legal now? I can get arrested and get a federal charge if necessary? Um, Yeah, no. None of this is any way that I expected it to be and honestly I don't really know how to feel about it and I'm trying to keep my head up and just enjoy this time because I am starting to be back more social I've been out and about I've been visiting people you know I'm still being safe because it is COVID um, but it's just been very it's been different weird I'm reverting back to a person that I thought I lost um a year and a half ago so to be able to be in this space where I am flourishing and not letting a lot of things dampen my attitude and my mood it's really refreshing so as you guys know this episode I will be talking about my history with sexual assaults um I know that this is a very sensitive topic and honestly, I understand if you want to click off off of this, but at the same time, I encourage you to listen to this because my story is only one of millions of people that have gone through this. Um, I have friends, associates, co-workers that have been through the same thing that I have been through and for us to be able to confide in each other. I hate that it's something that we can actually bond about, but at the same time, at least we both have enough confidence to even bring it up and say, this is what happened to me and it was wrong. Um, Not gonna lie, it took me years and I'm still my own trauma because just because it happened, for me, my when I got raped, I was 17. So that was back in July of 2017. It took me about two months to even admit that it had happened to me, mainly because I didn't understand what had just happened. I remember getting home from that situation and I was on the phone with my friend and I just remember bawling my eyes out crying and I just shut down. I completely inverted that memory into the back of my mind I blocked that person on social media I just removed them from my life because I didn't understand like what I why I felt so hurt 
until I talked it out and like I came to realization and came to terms with what had happened to me and what I did I sat there and I was like I can't believe I let something like that happen to me why did I do something so stupid I completely blamed myself on the situation and luckily through counseling she helped me realize that it was not my fault and this is what I tell people all the time you can't be mad at yourself yes I I I will admit I had a gut feeling I knew I did not want to be there but it felt like if I don't do this he's gonna be upset it always felt like I was doing it I was there because he wanted me there because I wanted to be there. I always put myself in positions where I was uncomfortable, but I felt like I had to because version they oh it's the manipulation, you know, how they make you feel bad about not doing something or not saying something. And so they try to make you feel bad for not doing it, eventually making you want to do it or say that you want to do it just out of, well, I just don't want him to be mad at me. When I was 18, my first semester on campus, I trusted someone, and I'm someone that I trust very, very easily. It's a very terrible trait of mine, if I'm being honest, but it's also one of my favorite traits about myself because I do try to see the good in humanity. And I went to a party, I was intoxicated, and I wanted to stay the night with that person. My friends, who were also intoxicated, did not want me to stay there, but they also weren't forcing me to come back. Me being the stubborn person I was, I said, well, he's my friend. I I will be fine. Of course, it wound up not being fine. That whole entire night, I was awake and I I was falling in and out of sleep trying to keep him off of me. I explained to him that I had been raped before and this person still continued to come on to me. Even though it was clear that I was extremely uncomfortable and I did not even want to be in that situation. It got to the point where I wanted to call an Uber. But at that point, I was like, is there any safety in going in an Uber by myself back to campus when campus was over 15 minutes away or to just try to fight through the night and make my way through and just find a way to get back home in the morning? So like, luckily, the next day, I was able to get one of my guy friends to come and pick me up. And I didn't fully explain to him what happened, but it was enough for him to want to beat the guy up, which... I don't condone violence at all. And when I left, I felt extremely dirty. I felt the grime. I felt disgusted. I felt like I was this terrible person. And it honestly leaves a bad taste in my mouth because... I try to trust people. I really do. I've always been that kind of person. But, you know, it's just easy to get taken advantage of when you're a good person. And I think about this, both of these situations from time to time. And I think about how I reacted in the moment. And, you know, why didn't I press charges? And why didn't I put them on blast on social media? Because Lord knows that's what everyone does for the most part. 
most of my friends, especially my guy friends, don't even know that anything like this has ever happened to me. And it's not that it's a secret. It's more of it's a part of me that is still healing. It's a part of me that despite everything that's happened to me, I know I'm a strong person. But I shouldn't have to tell you my story in order for you to not do something like that. When I was raped, the reason why I didn't even consider it to be that at the time was because it was like my normal activities during that time. It was, you know, I didn't I didn't really care to have sex in that moment. He made me, you know, feel bad for not wanting to do it. You know, I, you know, you drove all this way and, you know, I just, you know, I just wanted to spend time with you. Guilt trip, manipulate, coercion, which is another form of sexual assault. And, of course, eventually I just let up and I said, okay, fine. Everything was fine. Well, technically it wasn't fine, but in the middle of everything, I revoked consent. I said, stop, I'm in pain. He continued and said, well, I'm not going to stop until I get my nut. And I think in that, that was the moment where I was genuinely scared for myself. And I didn't know what to do because I had never been put in a position like this, nor had I heard of anyone being put in a position like this. You know, it was something that was like, wow, this is the stuff that happens in movies. I didn't expect it to actually happen to me. And when I left, I immediately got in the car and I started crying. I didn't understand why I was crying at the time because I didn't realize how someone just stole my purity from me. Yes, I had already been having sex, but what does that have to do with anything? You took my innocence away from me the minute that I didn't even want to be there. The minute I walked in, I didn't even want to be there. And what I had to go through with my counselor, I I was going to counseling for every week, I think for the span of about two months. And I couldn't fully open up to my parents about it. Um, And through counseling... You know, she walked me through my emotions, how I process process everything. And she kept on trying to engrave into my mind, you know, Grace, this is not your fault. He took advantage of you. He was in the wrong. He knew better. Don't blame yourself for it. You weren't asking for it. The minute that you said no, that meant no. Just remember to trust your gut because usually nine times out of ten, your gut is telling you to stop for a reason. It alerts you because we have that instinct. As women, we have that instinct within us. And then I had to tell my mom about it. 
to this day, my dad doesn't know about it. My brother doesn't know about it. Honestly, I don't even think my family really knows about it. And so to my family, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry that this is the way you had to hear it. But this is probably the best way for you to hear it. Because I don't think I'm strong enough to tell my own family if I'm being quite honest. When I told my mom, it was a very difficult process because I felt ashamed of myself when I told her. I felt dirty. Once again, I felt like I was the grimiest, most terrible daughter in the entire world. And she blamed herself for it happening. She blamed herself because she felt like, as a mother, it was her job to protect me. And I told her, I have, I can't blame you because it wasn't you. You didn't know. I was sneaking behind your back. But none of that justifies what happens to what had happened to me, because at the end of the day, I was taken advantage of. I was taken advantage of. I was coerced, I was manipulated, I was all of these things, and I pinned myself out to be the bad guy for so long, because I didn't, I couldn't understand, I couldn't comprehend the fact that something like that happened to me, and all I could think about was, well, I put myself in that position, and you want to know the crazy thing about all of this, I had told someone about what had happened to me and she had looked at me and she told me you know I hate to say this but that doesn't really surprise me that he did something like that because that's not the first time he's done it and I remember looking at her and just being in awe because I couldn't understand why no one said anything but what I would later figure out and learn when taking someone to court for rape You have to have proof of the rape. And if you don't, you're less than likely to have a solid case. The most that they could have done for me was swab me. But it was months later after I have finally admitted that this had happened to me. Of course, I could have done a civil suit and, you know, sue him for my mental distress that he the emotional distress that he put me through. I still didn't want to do that because I said he's not going to get locked up. This was someone who did have a life. This was someone who, I can't say exactly what he did, but he was someone that was going to be somebody. I don't keep up with him, so I don't know what he's doing with his life. But he was someone that had a lot of power and influence. So I knew even if I were to take him to court and it turned into this big court case, it would be the discussion of, but he's such a great person. I don't believe that he would do something like that. You know, well, she must have just been throwing herself at him and just, you know, cried wolf. I know in high school, I lied a lot. Honestly, I lied majority of my youth, but... As I've gotten older, I've gotten more honest. Me being honest is me not letting anyone roll over me anymore. 
my honesty is what's truly the most powerful thing that I have. If you ask me what happened with this person however many months ago, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm going to tell you straight up. Because if you want me to keep secrets, well, why are you keeping secrets? Why can't I tell people? Because you did me dirty? Because you did something that you knew you weren't supposed to be doing, yet you still did it? When I got sexually assaulted when I was 18, he never admitted to it either. Honestly, he didn't even see what he did wrong. And once again, months later, I hear, yeah, he did the same thing to me. And I remember sitting there and the gears clicking and rolling and clicking and rolling and clicking and rolling. And I, and I started to get upset because I said, how can so many of us go through the same thing, the same traumas with the same people and no one can step up and say anything? I went and talked to someone about it about three or four months after it happened because I got triggered after I saw him on campus and the woman said to me well do you have any proof of what happened I said I don't have anything she said okay um you know we can get the police involved but they might not be able to do much and I remember looking at them and I said well what's the point of me trying to make a case out of it If you guys won't even believe me. And that's the harsh reality. Not only on college campuses, but out in the real world. There are so many women that get sexually assaulted, raped, molested as children. And their rapists and sexual assaulters are still out on these streets living their life. And it's frustrating because when I was a freshman towards the end of my freshman year, going into my sophomore year, my rapist sister goes to the school. And I remember seeing that and I got triggered because all I could think about was he's coming into my safe space. He's coming into a place that I consider home. He is invading what I have deemed my home away from home. Luckily, I've never ran into her and I'm extremely thankful for that because I don't think I would be able to handle seeing her or him. And as you guys can probably tell with me talking about it, I'm still not healing fully healed over it and I don't think I'll ever fully heal from it because I let it take a hold of me for so long for a majority of my life since it happened and I hate that I really do I'm not one to use the word hate but it ruled over my life it made me Truly, it forced me to tell people in the relationships that I was about it. And I didn't like it. 
It was extremely uncomfortable. To this day, it's still uncomfortable because I have the fear of if I tell them this, will they see me as damaged? Will they see me as, oh, she really has a lot of baggage. I'm going to leave her alone. Or, oh, she has a lot of baggage, but I'm going to work through it with her. But I'll be careful with her. No, I'm still the same person. I'm still the strong person that comes off to you over text message and in person and on the phone. I've just been through a lot. I don't expect you to treat me as if I'm a piece of glass because I'm not. I'm not going to just shatter. I might have my breakdowns, but at the end of the day, I get my shit together and I'm good. And that's what has been difficult about dating since my sexual assault. What makes it the most difficult is because... There's the question of how soon do I tell this person about what has happened to me? Some might say it's something you you know you want to drop within the first couple of dates. Some might say it's something that you want to drop when you actually know that it's serious. In the past, I definitely was very slow to tell people. I would wait until up until the time that we we're going to have sex and once I knew that we could get to that level. That's when I opened up to them and I let them know. Since I've gone to college, I've been more quick to let people know because I didn't want to get in a point of we're about to have sex and they do something and it triggers me, even though that never has happened to me. And I'm blessed for that to never happen to me. All the times I've had to open up about it were forced, if I'm being honest. There was something that triggered a reaction out of me, which forced them to ask me what was going on and for me to explain what was going on because it felt like I owed them an explanation. Well, freshman and sophomore year, Grace didn't realize that I don't owe anybody an explanation. I don't owe anybody anything. If you know something, I'm telling you because I wanted to let you know. I said, okay, this is what happened to me. I want you to know about it. Just listen. I'm not going to beg for you to not look at me in a different way. Because if you look at me in a different way, I can't be associated with you. I can't be close to you anymore. Because if you see me in this damaged light, then you'll never see the true me. The true me who is healing and growing from this situation. The me that knows exactly when to get someone off of me and what to do if something like that ever happens to me again. Dating since everything happened has been... An adventure, to say the least. I've had this conversation with one of my good friends of mine. And we were talking about, she had asked me about my sex life. Mind you, I am not, I'm not having sex right now. So she had asked me, since your rape and your sexual assault, Do you feel like whenever you have rough sex that it feels similar to what happened to you? And I 
sat there for a moment and I was thinking about it and I told her, honestly, they're two separate things in my mind. To me, I don't, I vaguely remember what happened to me back in 2017, but all I know is that I know what I like in the bedroom and I've never associated that with what happened to me back in 2017. And I think that's a powerful statement because there are some women that can't do certain things during sex because it does remind them of what happened to them. And I feel for those women. I truly do. Because I know at one point I didn't like being touched. I dreaded being touched. And when I was held, it was almost like my first instinct was to get off of me. And there are sometimes I still feel like that to this day. Just certain people bring that out of me. And I don't like it because I, I'm i the kind of person that I get comfortable around people very easily. So when I get uncomfortable, I automatically just shut down. As my counselor used to say it, I turned into a turtle. I just went back and hide, hid in my shell. And me doing that was a way to protect myself, to make sure that I don't get hurt and that nobody hurts me. I know that it's hard to admit. I understand it's hard to sometimes look at yourself in the mirror. But I'm here to tell you, you're strong. You got this. You know, we're going to get through it. It might not feel like we're going to get through it. It might feel like the world is crumbling down on you and that everything's going to end. But it's not. We live in a world where when we tell our story, it doesn't want to be believed. There are people that want to say, well, you just want to pin him out to be the bad guy. Why on earth would I lie on somebody else's name? Why would I risk the chance of them going to jail, maybe even prison, over a lie? Why would I lie about something that was so that's so traumatizing and so detrimental to the body, to the mind, to everything? When I hear stories where girls are trying to tell their story and someone wants to say, well, that's not true. Who are you to say that it isn't true? What, because that's your bro? Maybe you don't know who your bro truly is. Half the time, I hate to say it, but half the time these guys know what exactly the kind of people that they surround themselves by. Yet, they still continue to associate with them. So what, you're going to defend them if something comes out about them? I swear if you do that, you're dead to me. You're so dead to me. One of my old co-workers is dating my rapist. They may or may not still be together. Like I said, I don't keep up. But I remember seeing it and I felt so much pain in my chest because all I could think about was 
how can he have a good life and I'm still struggling to get through what you put me through? But I removed a lot of that anger and hatred from my heart, not because I had to for him. I did it for my own sanity. I did it because I had to move on. I don't wish any harm, bad intentions against the people that have hurt me. Mainly because, I mean, karma's a bitch. And, you know, God's in control of the afterlife. So what happens is what happens. But I know for myself, I hope that they have learned their lessons and their mistakes. And I hope that one day they'll understand the pain that they have put me through and other women through. Because I know I'm not the only one. For anybody that's been through this, I'm sorry. I don't have a, a male's perspective on this. But men can get raped and sexually assaulted too. I know for myself, I've always made sure that if I want to sleep with a man, I make sure, do you really want to do this for you or are you just doing this because I want to? Because last thing I wanted to be is, well, she wants to get hurt. Like, you know, she wants to get off, so I'm a helper. No, if you don't want to do anything, I'm not going to make you. This should be a mutually... What's the word I'm looking for? It should be mutual. It shouldn't be, oh, well, she wants it, so I'm going to give it to her. Or, oh, he, he really wants me to do this, so I'm going to do it, I guess. No. It should be mutual. Consent is a mutual thing. And if someone revokes consent, back the fuck off. Let me say that one more time. Back the fuck off, okay? No means no. There's no question about it. And if you question anybody about it, you're going to catch these hands. (laughs) If you ever question anybody, well, why not? No, they don't owe you that. They don't owe you that at all. The minute you ask that, shoot, you're already trying to put the blame on them. Well, I thought you wanted to have a good time. Well, I changed my mind. Do I not have the right to change my mind? Do I not have the right to revoke consent? Because last time I checked, if I don't want to do something, I don't have to do it. So who are you to make me feel bad for not doing something because you wanted it and you're not going to get it from me? I promise you there are other girls out there that want to do things with you I'm just not that person when I say I'm okay with knocking the male ego down I'm okay with knocking the male ego down I can't tell you how many positions I've been luckily only over text message I have said to people well if you're just trying to get in my pants I got another thing coming for you because that's not about to happen I'm not that girl And of course, you know, they want to say, well, it doesn't have to be like that. We can still yada, yada, yada. Well, at that point, I'm not even going to put myself in a position because at this point, it feels like if I go over there, you're going to make me feel so bad for not, what, giving you head? 
not letting you penetrate me? Why would I feel bad for that? Sir, I'm in control. You run nothing. (laughs) And ladies, I want you to remember that at the end of the day, you have control of the situation. If someone tries to make you feel bad for trying to voice your own opinion, try to do your own thing, kick them to the fucking curb. Please, I beg of you. Because it's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. Because who is someone else to tell you what to do and make you feel bad for what you did? What is, how does that even make sense? And one last thing I want to touch on before I end this episode. To friends, family, anybody that may be listening, please don't see anybody who has been through this as damaged. We are survivors. We went through a traumatic event and we didn't let it stop us from living our lives. There may have been a moment where we were trying to heal, but overall, we are not weak people. We are people that deserve just as much love as someone who has never been through this. Or we are people that just want to be cared for and we just want to be recognized. I remember there was one point where I felt like I was never going to have someone in my life because of this traumatic event that had happened to me. I let it ruin me because it felt like no one could ever love me because I had been unpure. Someone had taken my innocence away. And I learned that there are so many people that respect me for what I've been through and that my ability to even be able to talk about it. Honestly, I never even thought I would ever be able to do something like this. But seeing so many people that I love and care about that have gone through the same thing is frustrating because it's the worst thing to go through. I would never wish this on my worst enemy. Because the amount of emotional strain it puts you through, the physical strain. There are so many elements to this that don't get recognized. And I just, I hope you guys can find peace and solace in what has happened to you. And if it hasn't happened to you, please just stay aware of who you're around. You can't trust everybody. And I know... You want to trust everybody. Make sure you have your friends' locations. Ladies, share your locations with your friends. Let them know who you're with, first and last name. Be proactive, please. Because you just don't know. You may have been raised a certain way, but other people aren't raised the same way as you. They don't know the same morals, the same rules. Just please be vigilant. And I'm going to wrap this episode up just with a little prayer. So if you guys want, you can bow your heads, close your eyes. Dear God, I just want to thank you for allowing me to even share this message to the world. 
I hope that this gets to someone who has been through this or is getting through something like this. And I want you to remind them that they are not alone, that they will get through this. We are strong women. We are strong men. We are your flesh and blood. You have given us life. You have given us breath. And you continue to bless us as we wake up each day. We may have gone through something so traumatic and terrible, but you got us through that storm because you knew that we were strong enough to get through it. You knew that we have better things out in this world to do and we have a purpose and we are trying to fulfill your purpose. God, you have protected me in my darkest days and days that I didn't even realize that I was going to go through. You saved me from darkness so many times and I can only say that I'm so thankful to be your child in Jesus Christ's name I pray amen I will see you guys this Friday I love you guys make sure you subscribe and leave a rating and please share this this is sexual assault awareness month and I felt like I needed to do this not only for my listeners, but for myself as well. So, goodbye, you guys. I will see you in two days.